What's up, world? Uh, I just, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. Dave, Dave, Dave. Insert here. Yo. It's a terrible game. Bottom line. It's terrible in every way. Graphically, it's terrible. Gameplay is terrible. It's just terrible. Oh, angry Nick mad. That game sucked, and it's gonna suck no matter how many revisions they make, and it just sucked even more because they put a connect with it. Oh, angry Nick mad. Or if there's violence, I'll just laugh and enjoy the fun. Kaz Hazari. Hazari. Kaz Harai. 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 They just kind of got tired of Angry Nick on the first one and said, yeah, I'm gonna pass. Oh, yeah, so I do. Precisely. No. No. I, I, per- I no. do all my work. No. No. Yeah, I'm you guys are so I don't- cute. Oh, thank you. I try. I mean, let's face it, Mario, and to a lesser extent, Zelda, is what carries Nintendo at this point. Always be radical. I love you, little podcast. You're the bestest thing ever. For the promise of the new Super Smash Brothers and the Zelda game, yes. You will not find a better story presented in any other game genre, in my personal opinion. Like, JRPGs have that. They have that story. That's what the entire game felt like. Oh my god, I want to bang my head into a wall. It's a, it's a podcast. Can someone remind me? I thought it was a video game podcast. You're listening to the Game Source Podcast. And we are on once again. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good, good. Yeah. This is Gerald Glassford from Pop Culture Cosmos and Game Source, and also from Pop Culture Cosmos and the world famous Retro City Games. <laughs> It's the co-owner himself, it's Douglas Hoyabu. How Hi. are you, my friend? I'm doing well. Happy to be here. And we're happy to be also, well, we're streaming this live off of our uh, Retro City Games Facebook page. If you get a chance, check them out. They are the leaders in retro gaming here in uh, Southern Nevada. But also as well, if you're anywhere asking a question on retro gaming, shoot them a message. They are available and at your ready to answer <laughs> all your retro gaming needs, correct? Yes, we are. Absolutely. So uh, we also want to make sure we mention that we are also part of the Podcast Radio Network, airing Monday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you get a chance, check them out. Also as well, they're available on the TuneIn app and their own Podcast Radio Network application. Um, if you haven't seen us yet, we're Pop Culture Cosmos on Facebook. You can like us there, Pop Culture Cosmo on Twitter, and all that good stuff. I will be also sharing as well some some of our cohorts in crime, so to speak. Some of our good friends at Henshin Engine, Rob McCallum Films, uh, Mario Party Wars, and more. I'll be dropping a little bit of that info on them uh, a little bit later in the broadcast. But we are here right now to talk some video games. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. We're going to talk a fall preview because we've already touched on a fall preview of movies uh, as far as in our first episode. Fall preview of television, second episode. Now we're going to hit on a fall preview of the video game market coming up. And it's, uh, I guess it's, it's, it's turning out to be a pretty good year. Yeah. It's not like 2007, because I think for me that's my favorite year. That's the best year, I think, for the video game industry as far as for the fall season, all the number of titles. But this, is, this year's shaping up pretty good. What are your thoughts as far as from a general standpoint, before we get into the particulars, Doug, as far as... The, the fall season as far as for video games. How do you think it's looking so far? Um, I think for the AAA titles, um, we're seeing a lot of sequels, and I don't know if I'm as excited for those as a lot of them were indie and smaller games on a little more of the niche systems. Um, 
But I think it's been a good year for games, and I think Falls... I mean, we're getting some games that, like Last Guardian that haven't been out, or we've been waiting for, I mean, since almost 2007. I mean, <laughs> just so... I don't know, I'm pretty excited. And I just, you know, just because Sony loves you so much and loves <laughs> the game so much that it came out with an even longer delay. Although it's, you know, going from October to December is not that bad, comparatively speaking. It's a game that's over 10 years in development. So, you know, people have been born, people have died since, uh, <laughs> since that game was first announced. So I guess waiting about six weeks longer is not that bad. Although, as I told you before, um, kind of hurt that it didn't come out for them just before Black Friday. Because I think that would great, get a great deal of interest. But, you know, it's coming out. It, so it, I think it, that's all that matters. It doesn't, it doesn't. I mean, if, if you keep the game at, at full price, um, it hurts sales because... Most people aren't picking up full price games on Black Friday or in the vicinity of Black Friday. Yeah. Um, I mean, releasing it afterwards, maybe they can generate their own hype for it. I mean, we see a lot of games do that with an early December release. I mean, every year yeah. there's, a, there's a handful that just skip that and they'll do their own discount a week out or, you know, right after Christmas. We'll see that, you know, that December 26th or 27th sale on the game where we see a 45 or a $40 price point. Um, Call of Duty, Fallout, those kind of games did that last year. Uh, yeah, absolutely, and and they're doing it this year with Call of Duty actually not coming out once but twice with a remastered version oh, yeah. <laughs> of the probably the uh, you know actually it's the most not only the most memorable but probably the best game in the series uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, um, and then also as well Infinite Warfare which also comes out later this year as well. I understand that they're doing a package together, and then also as well um, they're you know they're coming out with well how should I say it. Uh, separate versions of each. Are you interested in both? One, tell me a little bit more about what your thoughts are as far as the Call of Duty franchise, because I think it's at a pinnacle. It's at, it's at a important point in the franchise history. I, I think that it already peaked for me, and it's kind of on a, a downhill. Uh, Nicole and I used to play a ton of the online multiplayer. It was fast-paced, easy to get into. Um, the first two games to me have you know decent stories and great gameplay for the, the single-player campaign. Once Infinity Ward kind of left... Um, I think things shifted a little bit to a place where I didn't want it to be towards that that more Halo-centric type of gameplay. Um, so I'm actually more excited for the remake of one. And actually, are, are they doing a standalone version of that? Um, yes, yes. That makes me extremely happy, and I'll, I'll actually probably... Actually, I know, I will pick that up, and I probably won't be picking up... Uh, the new Call of Duty. I mean, um, until there's probably either price drop or I see a little more gameplay because it really doesn't seem like... Well, what are your customers saying as far as the new Call of Duty? Especially with Battlefield 1, who's making a dramatic shift, as we spoke about on a previous episode, people, a dramatic shift in the actual series itself. People seem to be much more excited about the Battlefield series um, just because it seems... Although it's going back to what we've seen before, it seems fresher. I mean, it's that next-gen experience that we, you know, we're getting at the beginning of the last-gen. Um, Call of Duty, everybody says the same thing. Whenever whenever the new one comes out, I, I see our customer base and the people around us talking about, oh, I can't believe it, I'm not getting it. It looks, it looks terrible. And then six months later, everybody has the game and they're playing it. I think it's just one of those, it's just it's kind of ingrained in the, the pop culture of video games. It's just people grab the new Call of Duty and play it. I don't know why, but I mean, it's. it's I think the last one I picked up was, well, it was, was Black Ops 3. And I, I tried so hard to get into it and couldn't. I don't even know why I bought the game, because I didn't like Ghosts. I didn't buy Infinite Warfare. Well, Ghost, was a, it Ghost because, was a low point for them. Yeah. Ghost, uh, really, oh. as far as from a critical, and then obviously, ultimately, 
yes, it still sold a lot as far as is concerned when you're comparing other games to it. But in the Call of Duty series, it was a low point as far as in the series itself. I guess my problem is I even from myself, I, I bought the game wanting it to, hoping it would be like my earlier experiences with the game, not with the later feel of it. And I, I don't know. It's I, I think we all hold on to things we you know we wish they were something different I, I, man i wish i wish it was that i wish that i wish experience. i wish i wish and you wanted to capture that it, i feel the same way about halo I, I keep playing the new halos hoping they'll be like the first couple or the first three you know what i mean I, but they never are and, uh. <laughs> i i don't blame you a bit gears is coming back on the forefront yes. as far as it's concerned with the brand new gears of war 4 uh, I know you and I both have seen gameplay footage. We've seen the trailers. What are your thoughts as far as Gears of War, and can it reclaim its spot as one of the pillars of the Microsoft, you know, as far as their foundation is concerned for the Xbox? Well, it's the first game with a lot of key people not working on it um, from the franchise. Most likely Cliffy B. Well, Cliff Blazinski, I'm sorry. But Rod Ferguson. Yeah, but Rod Ferguson's still involved. He yeah, he a, is. He's always been a major part of it. Um, I was just saying, it's, it's a, you know, it might be a little bit different. It might have a little different tone with different people at the helm. Um, but it looks good to me. I'm actually, I think I'm as excited for that, and I'm, I, I'm think I'm as excited for that console as I am for the game itself. That console looks amazing. Uh, it does and- indeed. <laughs> the nice red. Um, it definitely is uh, something that that is uh, plenty to look forward to. But when you're talking about Gears of War. Um, you're talking about obviously, you know, Marcus Phoenix and whatnot, and he is making appearance uh, over Marcus Phoenix. His son is actually the lead protagonist in the game. I've just been worried as far as for the series if it's going to match up, like you said, because it doesn't have Cliffy B's. But then again, it's anything can be a step up from Judgment because that was such a, a disappointment for me um, N- Nicole, on that end. Nicole and I co-op the first three and couldn't get through Judgment. We we literally just could not get through the game. Judgment right? is a polarizing game. It's either you love it or hate it, yeah. and, and there's just no in-between with that game. Uh, one of the other things I want to talk about, Battlefield 1, like we have mentioned before on previous podcasts, is something obviously that, that EA is, is staunchly getting behind, um, something that they are they are trying very heavily to, to weigh against, as they do every, every time they bring it out compared to Call of Duty. Your thoughts on the stark changes to the actual since they're going back to World War One with their theme? Um, good move, bad move is something that uh, you you see will actually ultimately prove to them to be a winner this this fall season. I love it. Like I said, I, I think it feels fresh, even though it's an idea that was you know maybe ten years ago was done to death. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't really seen a a great you know standard World War One or World War Two game really for that matter. In a few years, I mean, I think the closest I've, I've come to enjoying a, a period piece was probably Wolfenstein, and that, that takes it way out into left field. But even that felt fresh because it, it felt like a different time period. It felt it didn't feel like the standard COD shooter, which I know that is the industry standard because it is, I mean, give it credit where credit's due. It's one of the best-selling franchises of all time, if Indeed. not the best um, when you count all the games in culmination. But I... I'm really excited for it. I, I've actually it's one of those games I've been trying to avoid gameplay. I've read a lot of articles about it, but I'm trying to avoid like actually watching anything from it, just because I'm that excited for it. So, what are some of the games that are appealing to you outside of that realm that maybe audiences should become more aware of? Um, I, I'm kind of a one of the weird ones that adopted the the Vita pretty early on, and uh, there, there's <laughs> a few here. a few games for the Vita that I'm really excited for. Uh, Criminal Girls 2 which is definitely not safe for work, but 
one of those quirky just anime it's it's a Japanese game yes. and it has no apologies for being so um, I'm gonna get this wrong I wrote down the name Yoma Yomawari it's Night Alone it's it's very much like an old school um, it feels 16-bit but it's not um, in the way that the animations are and it's it's, it's very much a, a side-scrolling platformer um, where you're a girl with her firefly her going out to look for her sister who's looking for their lost dog so uh, there's different people you meet and it's, it's you traveling through the city at night and the adventure you go on um, uh, there's also there's a couple like uh, definitive editions the Metal Gear Solid 5 one coming out um, I like it when DLC's bundled Bioshock uh, collection just got released that's uh, you know somebody has not been able to get the chance to play any or all the Bioshock collections it's, it's a great way as far as to get, get their hands on all three at one point in time mm-hmm and then uh, I think the other big one, and it was just kind of a, it, it surprised me when I saw they were doing it, um, is uh, Shantae. I, I was actually, I'm, I'm very excited for Shantae at E3. Shantae had a big presence. Um, yes. Everything from, you know, actual like sponsored cosplayers to, I mean, a, a very large display. They were really pushing Shantae. Um, especially, I don't, I don't know if that, I don't know how many people actually have played the game. I mean, it's, it's a very niche, rather expensive, you know, uh, Game Boy offering, and it's it's one of those that I think has a bigger cult following than people who've actually played it. Yeah. So I'm I'm really excited to see them actually, you know, doubling down on that and really pushing the series. Final Fantasy 15. We cannot uh, speak the fall preview without uh, speaking about that game. Um, obviously, so that with with uh, everything in mind as far as it's concerned, a lot of fan expectations for that game, a lot of talk, a lot of hearsay. Do they want it as far as it's concerned, a second half that's going to be linear? Do they like an open world aspect? Um, going back and forth, um, you know, you and I spoke at length about the the bundle that, that is becoming available to, to not only just the Japanese, but the North American markets regarding the one, I think it's a one terabyte, uh, if I'm not mistaken, along with the game and the Heaven's Hard movie. Mm-hmm. Um, your thoughts on Final Fantasy XV. Is it primed for big success? And is it something that, that you think a lot of players are going to latch on to this fall season? Final Fantasy sells. There's no way for it not to. I mean, it's, it's ingrained in... It, it, it is part of just video games. I mean, it's... Uh, I, I think it's a great way to sell slim consoles. I mean, they're, they're pushing it with a bundle with a slim. Um, I think that's definitely a smart move to try to move consoles and games. Because I think Final Fantasy is a system seller. It is one of those games that if you don't already have a PS4 and you're waiting for something, I think Final Fantasy 15 would do it for people. I think so too. Um, I think, and the game looks great. It, it does. <laughs> uh, I, I won't dispute that. Um, I think it is something that has a lot of promise for those who have not gotten into the Final Fantasy series or who've been intimidated by it. Because you know, Final Fantasy it, it has a lot of similarities to the Assassin's Creed series in that you know it started out in one direction with the stories. They've gone entirely in one direction. It goes into another, and it goes to another, um, because of all the different hands that have been in the in the in the kitty and this sort that sort yeah. of speak as far as it's concerned. So I see people, a lot of people, you know, getting back into the franchise as far as it's concerned with Final Fantasy 15. I think it's going to be promoted and pushed heavily. I oh, think yeah. uh, it's something that that is going to be a cornerstone of the fall game season. Um, and then do quite well outside of the shooters. People, because there's going to be a lot of people looking for something outside of the shooters this holiday season. I think that's one direction that they're going to go to. Another direction that they may go to is Pokemon Sun and Moon. Um, as far as it's concerned, could this be the last heyday 
for that particular handheld, the 3DS, because um, it's 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 waning now. Yeah. The the uh, it's starting to show its age a little bit, um, and uh, until we see more and find out more about the NX, it, there's think, not too much more on the horizon that I see as far as is concerned that's going to garner the consumer, the average consumer's interest in in owning and retaining. A 3DS. Well, exactly. I think if the NX is what the rumors are saying it's going to be, it's going to cut into 3DS very, very heavily. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think it will cut into quite a bit. Um, there was even a, a few months ago, I can't remember the exact time frame, there was an investor meeting talking about they expected it to cut into Wii U and uh, 3DS sales, which kind of made us all think it was going to be some sort of uh, handheld um, exactly. In some way, shape, or form, or at least replace part of that handheld market. Um, I don't know. I, I the, the 3DS, to me, was never what I wanted it to be. I've tried to get into it. I've tried to really, really like it. I think it um, I, it felt too much like just another DS to me. I feel like they've ridden that, that format for too long. And I think there needs to be something fresh and something new and something a little bit different. And hopefully the NX is that. I, I hope really so do. as well. Um, I I'm not wishing ill success on it. Uh, I'm actually uh, the quite uh, quite the contrary. I'm I'm hoping for something that that people can latch onto that might have strayed away from Nintendo products since the since the death of the Wii, and I'm I'm hoping that the NX will be it. But for right now, um, obviously banking on the Pokemon name to hold it out for one more fall season um, with Sun and Moon. So we're hopefully that we're going to be able to to get a product that's going to match that enthusiasm. Enthusiasm, but the only problem is Sun and Moon are going to be coming behind Pokemon Go, and that's a big thing as far as that 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 is concerned because you're looking at the, the phenomenal success of Pokemon Go, 500 million downloads. They've they've made a ton of money over it as far as it's concerned. So comes when, on the Apple Watch, I believe, next month. Exactly, which I think will, will change things as well. Exactly. Where you don't have to pull your phone out of your pocket; you can literally just play from your watch. Exactly, I think that'll change. But I, sun, I think it was even more downloads. But Sun and Moon, and, you know, that that type of expectation is now a little bit heavier on Sun and Moon to produce quality game playing experience. I think it only helps it. I mean, I, I, I truly believe, I mean, Pokemon's another one of those franchises that people just buy it because it's Pokemon. They want to play more Pokemon. And whether it's good or bad, they, they want to be in that world. And it's a fun world. I mean, you can't, you can't knock Pokemon. It's fun. I mean, whether you, it's your type of game or not, it's just a fun game. I mean, and at its core, it's it hits that... It targets that core gamer as a turn-based RPG. Yeah. But it's a little more casual, which, I mean, is fine. And it makes it easier to just pick up and play in short bursts. And it makes it easier for that handheld gamer to get into it. Um, I, I don't know if Pokemon Go really hurt it. Because I feel like Pokemon Go, the, the success was kind of similar to the Wii's, where it pulled in a crowd that normally didn't play games. Like, I see people like my father's friends, who's in, he's in his 60s, are talking about Pokemon Go. They've I've owned a We've owned this game store for two years. Been in the games my whole life. I've never heard them mention video games, and now they're playing Pokemon Go. I mean, it's one of those like, <laughs> it's, it's it's getting those people that just wouldn't normally pick up a, a console and play it. Indeed, indeed, um, it's something definitely to look forward to to see how that trans transpires. As far as will that audience that played Pokemon Go latch on to you know Sun and Moon and and actually buy 3DSs because of it? Uh, but we'll wait and see on that one. Any other list of titles that, that you're looking forward to this holiday season? Um, uh, World of Final Fantasy has a release this... Is it this fall? 
Uh, or did it get pushed back? I think it got pushed back. But there's also Dishonored 2 and, and Watch Dogs. Dishonored 2. Sequels to very successful initial entries to the video game market, uh, both of them. So I'm, I'm curious to see. With both of them, there were some kind of issues that players had had as far as the linear structure, Dishonored, and also with Watch Dogs, there was a lot of nitpicky things as far as that's concerned from a lot of people. I'm interested to see what advancements, what improvements both games have had to offer when they're coming out in November. Uh, yeah, Watch Dogs, um, I couldn't really get into. It was so repetitive. Um, and it, I, I felt like, I don't want to say they lied, but it didn't feel like what they, they said it was going to be, which is fine. I mean, it seemed, I know people that love the game. It wasn't my type of game. Uh, but Dishonored, I played the ever-living uh, heck out of that game. I, um... I, I think I beat the, the game the first time in two sittings, just powered through it, and just I loved every moment of it. Um, I, I've been avoiding Dishonored 2 like the plague. Just I just don't want to know anything about it. <laughs> I, 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 want, I want to play it the first time myself. I, I've seen a couple of the trailers, and that's it. And I really want to just dive into that game fresh. I don't blame yeah. you. Don't blame me a bit. Uh, looks good. And then, uh, there's going to be a lot of other games that are coming out this fall season that a lot of eyes are on. Um, tune in to... Game Source on Facebook, um, who has the latest and greatest news around the internet in regards to the world of video games. Um, like us there, and you'll get all the action down there. But from you, Retro City Games, where do they? Where you know? Tell us a little bit more about some of the things that Retro City Games has to offer before we go into our next segment. So, um, Retro City Games, we Nicole and I have really tried to build a community around gaming. I mean. We try to carry everything. If it's a video game, we want it in our store. Mm -hmm. um, not just to sell, but also to play. Um, we host game nights once a month. Um, they're free events. You can find us on Facebook at just Retro City Games um, NV. Uh, and once a month, we do a free free game night where we just come hang out, get some pizzas, drinks, all that kind of stuff, and just hang out and play games till midnight, 1, 2 in the morning. Um, every other weekend, we do a Smash tournament, and we do other tournaments. Um, you can find all of our information at Retro City Games NV on Facebook. Um, but yeah, if you just want to come down and talk about games, hang out, buy some games, whatever you want to do. If it's, if it's a game, we want it here. And, and they also answer your questions here. Nicole and Doug uh, go out of the way to answer your gaming questions, even if you're not currently in the area. I remember uh, uh, you know, asking you guys as far as to, to be able to, to allow myself to be a part of the Retro City Games mm -hmm. Facebook uh, entity as far as they're concerned. And as soon as I got added on, within an hour, there were 23 messages sent to you guys regarding <laughs> video game questions. So yep. they do answer them, and I just want to let you know they go out of their way to answer them as best as possible here at Retro City Games. So if you are in the area, Las Vegas, Henderson, come on, come on down, check them out. If you're not, they still will answer your questions in regards to the retro video game scene and also video games as a whole. If they don't know the answers, they will find it out, and they will go to somebody that, that does because they are the best in the business, bar none, as far as it's concerned. Thank you, Joe. When we come back, more with our thoughts on what's coming up in video games this fall with Gerald and Josh right after this. Food. We're back. It's once again, it's Gerald uh, from Game Source and Pop Culture Cosmos. I'm now here with my good friend, and also host of Pop Culture Cosmos and the Game Source Podcast. He is the author of Vendetta Dark and the upcoming Congratulations. You suck. Yeah. It's Josh. It's Josh Peterson. How are you, my friend? Good, good. Thanks for having me. It's good to 
Good to be back. Um, I'm trying to, uh, my hardest to to give a decent introduction on that. So um, I know when you'll hopefully do a the uh, do a promotion tour that uh, you know people will try to uh, see what they can to get creative with your title on that. So, so I was told today that the marketing potential is endless. <laughs> exactly, exactly. For us on the Game Source podcast, uh, thank you again for staying with us. Um, it is definitely in, a pleasure indeed. I've got my good friend Josh, the author of Vendetta Dark, and also as well the upcoming Congratulations, You Suck. I touched on a little bit earlier with uh, Douglas on what he was looking forward to this upcoming fall season when it comes to video games. Uh, I mentioned a few myself, but I wanted to get your thoughts, being that it's the big 150 for us here at Game Source, your thoughts on exactly what you're looking forward to this upcoming fall season. You might call this unoriginal, but I am looking forward to a lot of the remasters coming out. You have Bioshock. That came out uh, That came out recently, very recently, um, this past week. So uh, looking forward to, to revisiting that as well. Any others? Um, they just announced the Ezio Assassin's Creed collection that... I really enjoyed those games. Like uh, the ones that followed it, eh, you know, I, I, I played them because I got OCD with game stories and stuff, but I, I want to play it again. I'm looking forward to it. And Gears of War 4 is right around the corner. So that's something I will definitely steal money to play if I have to. Uh, we mentioned that before on the podcast and our thoughts on it were, were very, um, how should I say, uh, up in the air as far as it's concerned, because I know Doug and I, uh, even though it does not have the signature Cliffy B, uh, you know, all over it, and also left a bad taste in our mouth when it comes to judgment, we still have high hopes that the the game series itself will come back to where it was with the first three entries. Your thoughts on Gears of War 4 and why it is something definitely that you're looking forward to? Well, the the great thing about it is that it's a whole new... Like, they closed <clears throat> the original Gears of War with Gears of War 3, so you have this this brand new starting point, so you could pretty much... They had the opportunity... A, a blank canvas. They could have gone anywhere with the game, so it was... That's what I'm looking forward to, because I don't know what to expect. Like, it's, it's like me reading a book that I've never read before. I can just kind of keep turning the pages, and even if I don't like it, I still have to play it to the end to know, like, okay, that sucked, or that was really good. What I'm hoping that it won't end up being like is, as much as I love the Halo franchise, after 343 took sole responsibility for it, it kind of, my interest kind of died out in it, if that makes sense. It, they, they, they have this story now, and it's not going anywhere. They, they take something that you love so much, and they just kind of beat it to death, you know? The Halo story, as far as it's concerned, uh, was actually uh, not thought very well of in its last iteration. Uh, the multiplayer is done very well, but the, the single-player uh, campaign was uh, pretty much frowned upon uh, by you know critics entirely, by gamers entirely, as far as it's concerned. So I, I, I couldn't agree with you more on that. Um, I'd like to see Gears of War 4 not follow in those footsteps and, like you said, be able to establish its own path. Any others that you're looking forward to this fall as far as you know what you're going to go and, and, and earmark is something that you're going to be very interested in getting? Yeah. what's? I'm sorry, I'm having a brain fart. That get Horizon Zero, is it, 
Is that uh, Zero Horizon Dawn, but that is a that's a 2017 release. Oh, is it okay? Um, and I know uh, Re Recore Robo Recore is that the the robot? Re Recore just came out this week to Xbox One. Um, it also came out, like I said, uh, for PC, Xbox Anywhere. It's the initial title that that has the beloved Xbox Anywhere format. So it's, you know, for achievements and whatnot. So it did come out this week. Yeah, so that because that's an original IP. That's what got me so curious about. It. I'm just afraid it's going to end up, you know, being like a can what cameo in the Lost Elements that originally came out on the 360. That's one of the. Uh, release titles and I, I was excited about that and that's kind of disappointing but uh, other than that like i i really want to play forza the uh, forza horizon the new oh. one i've i've always loved those games but you know you sit there and play like the main uh the main titles in the forza franchise and you're basically just doing the same thing over and over again but what i like about horizon is that they took the game and you actually go places with it uh that's correct and this time they're heading to australia if i'm not correct uh if i'm uh, not mistaken excuse me um it is going to to the beaches and the land of australia um it looks like it's a wide open format for forza horizon 3 the demo actually i believe is down uh downloadable right now if, if people want to try it out there on xbox one it's yes and uh definitely something that that they want to look forward to because the forza series has now surpassed gran turismo and gran turismo getting delayed doesn't help that series any further on a comparison value where, you know, for those people that don't really want to get into the sim aspect and more of a, just a fun racer, so to speak, the Forza Horizon uh, three looks like it might be that answer this fall season. Any others uh, that you might be thinking about? Yes. Two more. So I got Skyrim, another remaster, but I honestly, I could sit down and play that game and I didn't have to think about it. I could just, you know, lose 80 hours of my life to it. and then Hopefully you won't get stuck Wait. on something like I did. Yeah. Wait, you, I, I, there's a story here. Okay, tell us. Well, uh, you know, I, I played well over 100 hours of Oblivion. I love Oblivion. I, I was hoping that one was the one that gets remastered, but I heard that's going to be a nightmare to remaster. So I don't, I'm don't. i tempering my enthusiasm on it. But when it comes to Forza, Forza Horizon uh three you know that just like that i'm looking forward to both those titles because when it comes to skyrim my first experience with skyrim was pretty how should i say uh uh, disappointing because i played about 30 hours and i had a quest and i got stuck in the middle room and i couldn't get out of it and because of my way i saved my game unfortunately all my saves were tied into that one area as well so uh didn't kind of work out the way i wanted to and I kind of just, you know, all right, I'm stuck. I either start back from the beginning and lose my 30 hours or or I just or I go on to something else. And as gamers, if you don't have much time, like always like like we do, because we're so busy doing all the, these other things, you kind of just have a tendency to put it to the side. I may revisit Skyrim again and give it another chance. Um, I Like I said, I, I loved Oblivion to death. And uh, I look forward maybe to trying it again uh, and putting another how- 100 hours into the Skyrim series, into the, uh, well, actually the Elder Scrolls series. So, Do you know what was the most annoying thing about Skyrim? I love the game, but it had just one thing that really just made it ridiculously hard to play. And what was that, sir? 
the the dragons they, the dragons they they need to like make it so the dragons can't eat the NPCs because I got stuck so many times because the dragon would come down and eat the person that was supposed to give me the quest or let me go on that I couldn't pass the expansions because it happened to me twice and I, I just at the end of it I was like it's not worth it to me you know the person who you were supposed to escort or what have you correct. Yeah, is the person you're supposed to escort or the person who's supposed to give you the quest. Like, the dragons just come down at the most inopportune times, and they just set, they kill everybody. Those dragons, I tell you, indeed. They were the, uh, I know when they first debuted that trailer, and everybody was so excited about the possibility of dragons and whatnot, and you know, playing against dragons was kind of cool the first couple times, but then it seemed after a while, once you have something in place as far as the technique it maybe uh, seemed a little bit repetitive and, and other parts of the game took a little bit more interest in me. But uh, I definitely am thinking about going into in giving it another try, so definitely we'll look forward to that. And you said there was one more game that you might be interested in this holiday season. What would that be? Uh, so it's a little game called Final Fantasy Fifteen. I knew you were going to mention that. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of that. <laughs> I, I did indeed. We talked about it uh, a little bit. Um, Mainly because of that nice, sweet bundle that uh, will be coming to North America with the one terabyte and the game and the Heaven's Heart, uh, as far as is concerned, the movie, uh, all bundled in in a nice, neat package, uh, making it very attractive indeed for Final Fantasy fans. But your thoughts on why 15 is going to be so endearing to you? Because 15 is actually... From what I know about it, from the the trailers, I've tried not to like read too much about the story, but it looks like they took it's a whole new battle system. So you're no longer like changing screens; you're basically just running around swinging your sword about. And that sounds fun to me because as much as I love the old Final Fantasy games, I hated the loading screens. I hated the time it took to sit there and play. You got to like okay, attack, magic, white magic, defense. So by the time you got your guys all buffed up, the the other team had already like the your opponents are already like poisoned six of your guys. So it's, it's <laughs> so turn, turn base. That's the uh, love of turn based as far as it's concerned. So um, definitely indeed for that. Um, but your thoughts uh, as far as final fan uh, fantasy 15, a lot of people are excited on that. I, I was telling uh, Douglas exactly that. I thought that it was just going to be so much of a, a big hit for them. Um, because I thought as an alternative to the first-person shooters that are coming out and the battle that's going to lay down between the Call of Duties. Uh, you notice I said Call of Duties for both Call of Duties that are coming out. And then also as well, Battlefield 1, I think it's going to be something that definitely a lot of people that, that don't want those first-person shooters are going to look at strongly as an alternative. I know we also mentioned The Last Guardian. Uh, that did get delayed to December 4th. Uh, looking forward to that, even though it's been delayed a little bit, but it's six weeks. Um, it'll be delayed to like February and then May, June. I, I certainly hope not, because if it does go into next year, I think people just will just forget it entirely. I think um, there's a, still a curiosity factor, and I think they're willing to let the December 4th issue slide. Uh, Would have been nice if they did it, you know, released it, as I said today, before Black Friday, but. Yeah, let's just, that as it may. Let's just hope it doesn't go the way of uh, Silent Hill, huh? Exactly, exactly, indeed. Uh, but no, I think they are committed to releasing it, and I just hope they commit are committed to releasing it this year because I think fans are getting a little bit weary of the this whole 
charade that has taken place uh, for past over 10 years regarding The Last Guardian, indeed. I want to see a product, and we want to see it on shelves as soon as possible. But uh, that's a look at the fall video games that we're looking forward to. Are there any that you guys out there and gals out there are looking forward to? Let us know on Game Source or Pop oh, Culture Cosmos. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> po- uh, Game Source or Pop Culture Cosmos. Um, you can do any one of our Facebook sites right there or Twitter uh, at Pop Culture Cosmo and also as well at Game Source. And then check out our new site, our WordPress site that's going to be Pop Culture Cosmos at WordPress.com. That's popculturecosmos.wordpress.com. I shouldn't say at WordPress. .wordpress.com. Got to get that right. Um, for, for our new style, as far as the way we're going to do things, we're moving uh, a process of ga- you know, game source and a whole bunch of other great things uh, going over there. Michelle is moving her uh, series, Wine, Women, and Words, over there. Plus, she's adding a whole lot more. And I know Josh is uh, compiling some evil things in his mind as far as uh, adding in there as well um, for for the Peterson factor, the Peterson files, or or whatever it is he's going to come up with as far as great stuff and great content for that site. So you want to check it out. We're going to be migrating the best stories from the NU Herald and also yourgamesource.com over there as well. So definitely look forward to to having an experience that you guys and gals out there can appreciate. And just so much uh, support for it. We truly appreciate it. And don't forget our Pop Culture Cosmos um, podcast. Our big podcast, the Pop Culture Cosmos, is on the Podcast Radio Network Mondays at 7 p.m., 10 p.m. Eastern, and also as well available to download, just like this Game Source podcast uh, is available on the Game Source channels. Uh, Pop Culture Cosmos is available on the iTunes and also as well the podcast.com channels. Subscribe to them, and it automatically comes to you as soon as we put it up there each week. Game Source, as soon as an episode comes out there on the Game Source, iTunes, and podcast.com channels, it automatically comes to you. So it's a great thing. It's absolutely free. It won't hurt a bit, and you get all the good stuff that's coming our way uh, right away um, as far as it's concerned. So it's a great, great, great thing indeed. So any last thoughts uh, as far as it's concerned? Mr. Josh, on, on what's going on right now in, in pop culture and gaming before we head on out? I think we covered it. I, I, can't, I can't think of anything off the top of my head right now. Well, we will revisit that, that conversation for another day on comic books because I want to hear I, more of your thoughts on that. I'm going to have to make notes. I'm, I'm going to have to compile a list. It's hard for me to just that, – that was a difficult question. That's like asking me if I – want bacon or ranch dressing i really just can't that's why they have it on both uh, as far as it's concerned so just put the bacon ranch chicken t- uh, sandwich and there you go you're all set perfect indeed indeed so for the man the myth the legend josh peterson author of vendetta dark which you can get now on amazon and then also as well the upcoming congratulations you suck Comes at December. That's that's the that's the goal there. So it'll be available in paperback uh, and ebook formats. And also, if you're a fan of paranormal uh, shows, I made a parody that you can watch called Ghost Toasters. Ghost Toasters, indeed, and that's available where? On YouTube. Where on YouTube? 
on Pogue Media, the my Pogue Media channel. You can watch it on YouTube. Uh, I can send it over to Gerald here, and maybe he can pop it up on the old Game Source or Pop Culture Cosmo. Well, we have a Pop Culture Cosmos YouTube channel already up and running, so you you're more than welcome. Uh, you know, as far as it's turned to pop up there or send it to me, I'll be glad to do that as well. That's that's no problem at all. Yeah. So looking forward to that, Ghost Toasters. I've actually seen it. I thought it was very humorous indeed. Uh, so people can check that out if they're interested in, as far as maybe the paranormal, uh, something different than maybe the Blair Witch Project, a sequel coming out uh, very soon. So different indeed. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, that's it. Just you know, check it out. Absolutely. So for Josh Peterson. This is Gerald Glassford for Game Source and Pop Culture Cosmos. We thank you for watching. We thank you for listening. And here's hoping it's a beautiful day in paradise from wherever you're at. And we hope you have a great day. Game Source is your number one source for everything video games. Each week we bring you the best of the video gaming world from sites all over the internet. Like us today on Facebook or follow us today at GameSource and you'll stay up with the latest in information and news, plus also about all the great things we're doing on our GameSource Facebook, Twitter, and GameSource YouTube pages. Stay up to date with the video gaming world right here at GameSource.